the Impulse Show, and with me as always, a new recent pour, Jeffrey Keeble. A what? A new recent pour, like welcome to being poor. Oh, yes, yes. It's a sad day, and I'm not liking it at all. Like, I am, <laughs> I'm like literally freaking out. Like, I shouldn't have spent that money to buy that part for the Komodo, but I did it anyways. Mm-hmm. Now you're worrying about like, oh my God, what am I going to eat? How am I going to keep the lights on? Just like everyone else, and also with us, looking <laughs> delicious as ever, and all we can see is his eyes like he's from uh, Home Improvement, Lyle Keeble. That's how I'm going to go from here on out. But <laughs> also, we got a taste of the, we spent four grand, got the box today, basically nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the Lay's potato chip effect, huh? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. Oh, nothing. the the glamour life of media, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tell us about that jeffrey like uh what what happened this past weekend let's let's get right into it oh yeah, man like, why are we spending six grand here <laughs> you wanna you want me to tell a sad story right off the rip yes mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. get tragic mm-hmm. well my thirty thousand dollar camera decided to take a shit so yeah well, not really a shit we just uh the power um plate that connects to the brain of the red dragon took a shit and that cost $2,000 to fix. But also in the heat of the moment. So Friday night or Friday, my camera worked flawless, flawlessly all day and come to the night show, turn my camera on, waited for the first lap um, finish line jump because there's usually big flames that happen. So I was waiting for that shot, got the shot, and then I was walking to where I wanted to stand and film for that whole uh, first heat race. And then I went to go pull up my camera to shoot and it was off. And I'm like, what the fuck? So then that whole heat race, I was trying to turn my camera on, turn my camera on, turn my camera on. Nothing would work. So then I, um, uh, for the second heat, I waved Lyle over and I'm like, Lyle, give me your battery. Let's see if, um, you know, let's see if this shit works. So we switched batteries. His turned on right away. Mine was still off. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, I was just fucking irritated at this point because obviously we have a job to do and that's to film. Right. So then I go crazy. Mm-hmm. I even go crazy, but I, I panicked and. In t- in situations like what happened on Friday, I go into like super panic mode. Like I'm, like my brain's going a thousand miles per hour. Like what what the fuck do I do? And I and thankfully, you know, I work with two of the best videographers in Snowcross, and um, they got they were doing the job while I was running around with my head cut off. So my first attempt, I went to Theme's uh, trailer, and. And I um, took some of the camera apart, but not all the way apart. And, you know, put it all back together. Nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? So then I walk all the way to the other side of the venue to where we were at, grabbed another fully charged battery. 
put it in. And then as I was walking back to, towards the track, you know, trying to turn it on, trying to turn it on, nothing. And I'm like, all right, well, I ended up going into, is it Jundnex or the Amsoil? Who's the Amsoil one now? Shearing. Yeah, I ended up going in, Shearing's let me take my whole camera apart inside their trailer. So I have my camera all the way apart because in one of the forms that I was reading, it said that take all the accessories off. So it's just the brain and the battery. I'm like, okay, did all that. Still try to like hard restart it, try to do everything to it and nothing wouldn't turn on. So then in my head, I'm like, all right, well, whatever. You know, I quickly rushed because I was like, maybe out of a miracle, it will turn on as I'm going back to the track because the second rounds were starting. So then I put, like, hurried up, put everything back together. I even took out the memory card. So as I'm hurrying up, I put everything back together, and the memory card was the last thing I, like, put in the camera. Well, in my rush, I must have just, like, slid it in. And I, oh, like, wow. oh, just slid it in, just all soft, <laughs> and it didn't, like, click. You know, it didn't, like, like usually you have that little last pressure. Yeah. You know, so I didn't wait for that or I don't remember waiting for that. So then I just picked the camera up and I, I'm running, I'm out the door walking, like, you know, fast walking and everything. And, you know, then I get to the track, try turning it on, turning it on, turning it on. And then I went by Jeremy and talked to him for a little bit. And then that's when I realized, no. Yeah. And that's when, no, I didn't realize that. I, yeah, so then I went to talk to Jeremy, went across the track, went across the track to go put my um my camera back in the in in the media room. And then as I was taking everything out, like I took the battery out, I took the lens off, I put the cap, you know, the Komodo or the red cap back on. And I was like, well, I might as well just get that one clip that I got off the card. And then when I went to go get the card, it wasn't in there. So then at this point, I'm freaking out. So then I fucking, I'm like, fuck, you know, I take my whole fucking, I take everything off that I had on my body, like my tag vest, my jacket, like everything, my snow pants, my fucking boots. I'm like, I took everything off and couldn't find it, couldn't find it. So then for that whole like second heat, I'm like rushing around, like retracing all my steps. Cause I'm like, damn, I don't even know when I fucking lost this card. I don't know. You know, at the point I was just like, my mind, my brain is just scrambling. Like, I don't know what's going on. So at that point, retraced all my steps, didn't find it, didn't find it. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, you know, just a stupid part on my hand, on my end, you know, just being careless and, and rushing and, you know, just a, a life experience, I guess, the, um, you know, just to make sure everything's in and I don't know. I feel bad because those memory cards aren't cheap. You know, they're $1,500 a piece. Um, but not only that, but then, you know, we had the Komodo as a backup. And I didn't even, I lost that memory card. So that's another $500 memory card. And uh, not lost, I misplaced, I should say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, you're convinced now you misplaced yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, I, I hopefully I misplaced that one, but obviously we ordered another one just in case um, that I actually did lose it. But you know, it's just 
you know, a costly expense, you know, just, you know, some people don't understand like why we charge what we charge, but for instance, like this, you know, the camera taking a shit on me is not my fault. Losing the two memory cards are my fault, but to fix my camera is to buy that accessory for my camera is $2,000. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully we get paid this week. Um, then that's probably what I'm going to spend all my money on. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's some people's, I mean, almost, almost their full monthly pay, you know what I mean? Their take home is $2,000. I mean, can you imagine being out $2,000 and then the rest of it, it's like, Oh, like, like it, it, I mean, I guess it could go back to like, you know, something going wrong with your car yeah. where you've got to spend that amount of money. Like, dude, you got to get to work. You know what I mean? Yep. You got to get to work somehow. And, and it, or if sometimes that, that is your work and you have to spend that money, like there's nothing else you can do about it. And then now, you know, you said you're, you're buying new parts and whatnot and, and, well, and then you got to try to recoup that money. <laughs> yeah. But not only that now, but now it's, uh, you know, thank God for paparazzi, like for lending us a memory card so I could shoot on Saturday and get my job done. But in the events of all that, I'm like, damn, I give Tito a lot of credit for using this camera because <laughs> I couldn't see <laughs> shit out of it. I remember, I remember, yeah, I remember you calling right? or we were talking and then, you, yeah, you'd said that too. You're like, I don't know how you fucking film on this thing. And it's like, <laughs> I, like, I don't know what to tell you either. Like, I don't know. And, and it's not like I'm trying to like discredit you, I guess, but it's just one of those where when I started, like you were like, oh, I was like, well, what camera am I going to be using? And you're like, a Sony FS5. And I was like, I, I don't know what that means. So I'd like, I had to Google it and, and just kind of learn how to obviously work the camera and then same thing with the Komodo. Yeah. And it was just one of those that, I don't know, like I was, I was pretty grateful just to even be there to be recording, just to be, you know, filming stuff. And I was just like, I, I have to adapt. These are the things that, you know, I have to, these are the, the parameters I have to work in. And I, like, I don't know any better. Like, I, I don't know, like, you know, if I should ask for a bigger screen or if I should ask for this or, you know, a handle that works or anything else like that. It's just one of those that I was like, you know, I, I have a job to do. It's no one like at, at the end of the day, I have a, I, I have to get the job done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. like what, what's going on in the camera. It's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I have to get this clip. I have to get these clips and, and you have the tools to do it. So, yeah. So, you know, long story short is just, like I said, bummer of a weekend. Um, I did rig out the Komodo this morning. <laughs> um, as you heard, or we, like I said, we spent $4,000 in parts and everything this week. Um, so one of the parts were a handle for the Komodo because Gotta, gotta support my homie now. No, <laughs> I was just like, no way I'm going to let him shoot like this <laughs> again, because like I said, I bought the, we bought the Komodo last year and this weekend was the first time I've ever used it. So like, I'm over here trying to set up all the settings to my liking and everything. I'm like, how the fuck does Tito fucking work this? <laughs> Cause like, I'm having a fucking hard ass time doing this. So um, once I got everything to my liking, it was just like, now it's like dialing it in. So, so I'm, so, I'm happy that I got everything ready. Um, hopefully, like I said, we get paid this week so I can order the part for, for 
um, the down camera and have it ready for not this upcoming race, but the final two races. So, so I, I mean, so like you said, you got the Komodo, you got the dragon then. So the dragon's out of commission. Hopefully that's back by the end of the year. Um, do, do you think that like that was comparable then to when you came over and tried to play call of duty on like my settings? <laughs> Dude, it was it, your well, okay. Your, what was worse? Your Call, of, your, Call, your of, Call of Duty, Duty settings, settings. Your Call of Duty settings were way worse than the Komodo settings. Really? Yeah, because I could change the Komodo settings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't fucking change the Call of Duty. You're like, hey, bro, don't touch that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is how I operate, man. This is how yeah. I get twenty pieces on the regular. So now I was like changing everything on the Komodo, and now I'm gonna make you shoot like how Lyle and I shoot. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, oh. the master is teaching the student. <laughs> I'm like, all right, he's committed now. <laughs> I guess and I could teach he gets to shoot like we how we yeah, shoot. Yeah, I guess I could teach him a few things now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big step though to have Jeffrey uh, start teaching you things. So that's uh that's a mu- that's much appreciated. But like I said, I give you a bunch of credit for doing what you did last year. And looking through that fucking small ass screen and everything, it just sucks about rigging it out now because it's like twice as heavy now. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's heavier. Yeah. But But. it's going to be the ease of use and just easier, easier to do everything. So let's, let's get into then, um, I guess this past week and I guess we'll do a little rundown real quick and then we can give, uh, give our guests a call. Um, I mean, Sioux Falls, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, run of the mill kind of typical results, but Dude. I mean, we, you know, pro pro light, it was one and one and one and one. Yeah. Uh, it you was, know, it's, it's Jordan continued to absolutely fucking dominate. And I, I, and I'm still skeptical on Saturday's domination. A, a, which, for who? Jordan LaBelle. Uh, like he won by 11 seconds, but I yeah. still think if he would have got, if he didn't go off the track and enter, enter the way he did, I think either would have been a close finish or he would have not won at all. Well, what do you think, Lyle? I remember you guys talking about it when you got back at two in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm like opposite of Jeffrey. I don't think it was that much, much of a difference because I was. I mean, standing where the start was for the race. And uh, I, it was him and Bester, like one, two coming into the corner. He got pushed off, like, or he went off the track and he entered like third or fourth still. So, I mean, like motocross rules is like, if you exit track, as long as you get on safely or not, and don't get in any positions, you're good to go. And he didn't like advance. Like he didn't come out second. He didn't come out first <sighs> and he got on the track. He came out like third, fourth. So I think it's fine. Like race it incident. There it is. That's, that's me though. Uh, my question for you, Lyle, then is, so when you went off track, like you said, you know, you got to get back on track safely at some point. You can't just get right back on where you, you know, where you went off. Yeah. Um, do you think he gained any sort of advantage by going off and then speeding up, not having gone through what do you, what do you miss? Like one or two jumps, right? Uh, just I think that you one just jump. missed a jump. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, something that minuscule does that does that momentum create any sort of advantage at that point or is it just like hey we're at the beginning of the race here there's so much more that can happen um where something like that you just kind of kind of do you even give him a warning i guess lyle 
Um, if you're I don't, a race director? I mean, if you do give him a warning, I think it's just like, hey, you got to be more cautious than what you did this time. Like, but I don't think it's like a whole like time penalty type of thing. Like, hey, next, if this happens again, like look around a little bit more. Just don't hop right back in. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it was like, it is right on start. Like it was literally the left-hand start, a tabletop and a corner. So he missed that tabletop or he got pushed off at like the face of the table and hopped in at that next corner. And I doubt he like, like I mean, for me, it, it's more of like, if he would have stopped instead of just jumped off the track to gain an advantage, he would have been more in back of the pack then. You know what I mean? So like he jumped off because he got pushed out instead of just like, cause obviously he didn't give. So he just like, Oh, well I'll just go around this. And then he entered back in. You know what I mean? So instead of like slowing up and staying on the track, <laughs> yeah. So so instead of slowing up and staying on the track, he jumped off the track, gained the advantage that he already that he had, and then entered right back where he was at. Instead of like being like, oh shit, well I got I got clipped or not clipped, but I got pushed out. I just ended up. I just went off the track and entered the spot that where I was in. Cause like Lyle said, he was second or third off the start anyways. And he just hopped in at second or third when he came, entered back on. Like I said, regardless, he still dominated. He kicked everyone's ass. He should go up to pro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though he cheated. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. For me, like I said, like if anything, give him a warning, like, Hey, be yeah. A bit more cautious yeah, yeah. I'm not time. saying like take the win away or anything. Cause obviously he showed what he can do. And, and that was, he dominated. Well, and then also Riley, uh, I don't know when, but he said his knee brace broke. So, um, I don't know, man, because I felt like he wasn't too far behind Jordan. I think he's maybe two seconds behind, like something very manageable, very doable. But then I would say about maybe halfway through the race, there's five minutes left, four minutes left. You kind of start to see him start to fall off a little bit. And then he was just. The, the announcers were saying like, like, Oh, he looks tired. And, and maybe it was, maybe he was relying on one leg more than the other. And then he was getting gassed or again, you know, that knee brace breaks or whatever. And he's like, I'm just trying to survive. But um, Excuse me. yeah, I don't know. I think different variables um, into Saturday for that pro light race. But I mean, I don't know, again, for me at the end of the day, as much as, you know, I feel that Jordan is so much better than the pro light class that, um, at the end of the day, he still had to win, you know, he, he still had to go through the entire race, dominate everybody, you know, get the start, whatever it may be. So, I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, kudos, man. Like you still got to win the race at the end of the day. Yeah. Like you said, right. It may be Riley was tired. Like you said, something like that. Like it may seem small to other people like a knee brace, but like, like it, it, if it makes you uncomfortable, then you are like relying on other things to like manage yeah. the race at that point. Like, all right, this ain't, I can't ride like how I normally ride because of this. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. I mean, we can't even put a GoPro on without them feeling uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It, so yeah. I can't even yeah. imagine like your, your knee brace breaking and, and, uh, what are you drinking? 
I think it's a red squirt. <laughs> you fucking what liar. was that before? Yeah, I'm already squirt. No, Jesus. <laughs> but anyways, uh, but yeah. So I can only imagine what like Riley was dealing with, and not only that, but the track was super. <laughs> the track was super super rough and and technical this weekend. Yeah, Jesus, it looked so rough. I mean, I mean, if we get into that pro race, then. Even on Saturday, like you know, by the end, you know, end of the weekend, end of the race, whatever it is, that track just looks so rough. Like the like those sleds look like they were just slapping every jump face, every top of the jump. Like it sounded rough. Like like just even just even like watching, I couldn't imagine being there. Like what it sounded like. Yeah. No, exactly. So, I mean, like I said, kudos to Jordan Labelle. He's ten for ten. Um, you know, hopefully. Hopefully someone can uh, stop him or hopefully, like it said, hopefully someone just steps up and, you know, dethrones the king at this point. And uh, yeah, and Elias, man, this kid fucking insane, definitely um, making moves, if you will. (laughs) Dude, I was watching him on Saturday, so I didn't get a chance to watch on Friday yet, Um, but just what I was watching on Saturday. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. And, and he did his, you know, interview afterwards and uh, we'll ask him, but he, he, I don't know if he just kind of settled in and was just like, Hey, this is a long race. Like I know that I can catch him. I don't know what he was thinking, but it was almost like third and fourth place started to catch him then. And then he was like, okay, time to kind of turn it on now. And then he roosted the fuck <laughs> out of Adam Peterson. <laughs> and I, like if if somehow Adam's listening to this or like like here's this like I don't mean this in any disrespect, but when Adam Peterson got roosted, I laughed so fucking hard because I could not imagine because Elias went up to the mm-hmm. top of that jump and it to me I don't think it was on purpose, but it looks so funny because he just slowly went over the jump and as Adam was coming up he just why he cranked it and you see all this dust hit or all this snow hit Adam. And then you see him just veer off to the right, way off the track. I'm like, he got fucking rocked. (laughs) I I don't know if his like visor was up or not. Like I was trying to watch on the replay, but he got roosted so hard. He lost the place. I'm like, I can't imagine getting roosted so hard. You lose a a whole ass position. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, you, you would think that Adam would have had it too with the sizable lead he had. Like even in the yeah. beginning and midway through that race, like you were, you know, for me, I'm like, fuck. I was like, good for Adam. But I, I remember telling some fans who had like Adam Peterson and uh, Emel Har bobbleheads. And I was, and they were like asking me like, oh, what do we do? Like with these, I'm like, oh man, I was like, keep them. Because I was like, if one of those two win, I was like, you get free tickets to ERX. <laughs> and he was like, no way, oh, shut really? up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So keep them. No, I, and I was lying. I was totally lying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, that's such a cool promotion, man. Yeah, so right. I was, I was totally lying. And I so walk out like so. Yeah, so I was, I was walking back, and I, I was walking towards the track, and I was like, oh fuck! I was like, I hope none of those fuckers win. <laughs> and then horn dogs, Jackie. Yeah, horn dogs. Yeah. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> so then. Uh, so no, um, it was just like one of those things where like I was so pumped for Adam, and and at the same time I'm like I kind of know where Elias's um 
fitness is at. Yeah. And I was just like, Adam has to, you know, pace himself. Like he's going really hard right now. He still has, you know, 10 minutes plus, plus a lap left. Like he has to cool it. This track is rough. And then what do you know? After the eight minute mark, <laughs> here comes fucking the Viking rocket, you know, and the Norwegian beast himself. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, congrats to Adam. I mean, as far as like leading and getting that experience and, and now showing like his true testament of where he's at and in, in the pro class, as far as uh, fitness wise, you know, so he can adjust and hopefully, you know, make it more interesting. You know, and like I said, big congrats to Elias coming back from his injury and everything and doing what he's doing and leading the points championship is like, is a big testament to who he is. So, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, No, I was just kind of looking at the points here and um, man, I mean, that pro light class, you know, what's crazy is that even in that pro light class, we've got what, three race weekends left? Yeah. Theoretically, and for Jordan going 10 for 10, and I don't want to make this sound like it's like too far away, but Riley is 55 points back, which, you know, it's it's far, but I don't know. I Compared to like the rest of the field, like Marcus Ogemar is 96 back. <laughs> and then Paik, 114, Anson, 121. And then after that, it's like 129, 131, 169. And that's just the top eight. Yeah. So like, what's, what's the difference only, between second and third? Uh, the difference between second and third is 41 points. Oh, see, like even and if, the difference between first and second is 51. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, even if Jordan LaBelle wasn't in the class, um, um, Riley will still have a sizable lead, too. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see the, yeah, maybe even mm-hmm. more. I mean, yeah, you know. Like Riley hasn't, you know, won necessarily won a final. No, at, at all. You know, but he's still like at three seventy three, and then it's three thirty two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then in pro, Elias got a twenty eight point lead, and then Hunter Pat node forty nine. And this is where it, I think this past weekend is where these points have started to yeah. definitely separate in the pro oh, class. Yeah. This weekend was big because then Cody Cam's at twenty eight, Hunter Pat node forty nine, and then Emil Har. 63 and then Daniel Benham 65, Adam Peterson 69, Francis Beltier 71, Logan Christensen 74. So last week, the last time we talked, eighth place was only 53 points back, and then now eighth place is 74 back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So the domination just kind of reared its head i guess what do we even got to look forward to at erx then you know what i mean Ooh. like with uh, we do we just have we got to look forward to elias and the elias and cam show no no so Snowcross is putting out a triple crown in the pro class mm-hmm. a triple weekend. crown in the pro-, pro class at erx yeah at erx so um obviously they're down a lot of riders i think they went from 18 riders to now 10 Okay. I, I think maybe nine now that Cole got hurt. Uh well, uh, uh, which his teammates oh, back? Oh yeah, yeah, Kern's um, back yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, still, that's like half the field. Yeah, gone. <laughs> yeah. So now there's only ten riders left. Um, so they're they're gonna try a triple crown, which uh mean which is gonna eliminate the heat races. 
So they're going to have three main events, eight minutes plus one lap, right, Lyle? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so all three main events are going to be eight minute plus one lap. The whole 10 to nine riders all on the gate. Oh, really? Yep. Mm -hmm. So the point system goes like first is 15. Um, second is second is 13 and I believe third is 11. So it's going by, it's it's dropping two points every position, I believe. Uh, three points. It's 15, 12, 10, and then it goes down from there. Nine, eight, seven, six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And so on. Um, so obviously to win one main event on any other race, it's 45 points. So the max points you could get is 45 points if you go one, 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 one. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, it's definitely gonna help the, like I said, it's definitely gonna help Adam Peterson who may only have eight minutes of sprint speed, if you will. Yeah. You know, nothing to deter from him and his fitness and anything, because obviously he's in way better shape than I am, but I'm just saying like, if you would have put that eight minute lap, eight minute uh, race on Saturday, he would have killed it. Oh, hundred percent agreed. Yeah. But you know, it just sucks for people like Elias who, who isn't the best heat race, heat race, uh, racer, if you will. You know, it definitely helps like people like Cody Cam, you know, Hunter Patton, you know, all these guys that are dominating these hate races every time they show up. So it's just like. It's almost like you have to adjust your cardio then to accommodate the eight minutes instead of because what were the heat races before? Are those eight minutes as well? Uh, They're laps. I think they're like six laps. Okay, so yeah, it's it's got what maybe six minutes then? Yeah. Yeah. Around there probably. So for. And then you got a 10 minute final. Yep. So like for me now, it's. You know, someone like Elias is definitely going to struggle because he he's not the best, a not the best starter, but he has that cardio with him. And you see him during the heat races; he's not the best heat race racer. You know, he, yeah. he struggles during the heat races. So it's like, how are these sprint laps are gonna you know, you know, are they gonna help him or are they gonna hurt him? Well, and I think that's a question too. I think that's what makes snowcross so unique is that. You know, you're changing up essentially the the process of the race. You know what I mean? It, like it, like in off-road or any other form of racing, for the most part, it's consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Whereas Snowcross, I mean, last year, I mean, they changed the track at, uh, or was that Canterbury last year? I think so. Or what track was that? That Emil won. Emil oh, Fargo. Won, or like he Fargo. finished. I think Fargo. Fargo? Yeah. And then the next day they just made it back to the oval because they didn't like the switchback. It was like too rough. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well now you're kind of messing with some of the, 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 the like integrity of the weekend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, and I, and listen, like, don't get me wrong. I get what they're doing, but this is just kind of what I'm thinking now because Jeffrey's bringing up the point, like, okay, the heat races are, you know, six laps, six laps, and then a 10 minute final. And now it's like, okay, it's like, that's what you train for. Now you almost have to like redirect your, your energy levels. What maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe, maybe it is, but the, these just questions that I have thinking about race wise, cause let's say hypothetically, let's say Cody cam is a, is a sprinter. You know what I mean? Where he's just like, he's like, he's like eight, you know, or Adam, you know, eight minutes is my limit. And it takes, you know, Elias a, a hot second to kind of like work in his cardio or he lets other people get gassed. And then that's his strong suit is at the tail end of the race to kind of, you know, come back in. Does mm-hmm. that mess with 
game plan stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, are you necessarily trained for that? And I mean, Cody Cam's only 28 back. No, exactly. So. That's what I mean. Like where these drivers can definitely make up some points, especially if you have one bad race. You yeah. know, let's say you finish last, you only get one point while the other person gets 15 points. And there's no more LCQ, right? Then, no, I'm guessing. No, no. Mm-hmm. so every race is, is valuable. And not only that, but they're thinking about doing this uh, for the last three races, too, depending on how this one goes. Oh, so they're going to do it for, oh, okay. Might, I, might, I, I might, thought might. that was like, yeah. Yeah, I they thought that was going to be it. for the three races anyway. Yeah, so they, yeah. They, they might do this for the remainder of the season. But depending on how this goes and depending on who it favors and everything, it's all going to be, you know, up in the air. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like for the fans, it's going to be awesome. Yes, exactly. Like, for people like, like us, you said, these pro guys have like sprint speed for those eight minutes, probably like almost all of them probably do. Or at least pretty close to the eight minutes. So you're going to see like all of them haul an ass for three main events, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last main events probably when they're going to feel it. So yeah. feeling a little fatigued. Yeah. So like I said, it's going to be very, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome to see. Um, who is going to be our first guest today? Do you uh, have them ready to go, Mr. Uh, yes, I have, uh, I have Elias Ischel. Uh, do you want to read the castle X? Yeah, yeah, I can do that real quick. Okay. Um, so we did actually get um, asked about, or, or so we did, our Castle X person did reach out to us about our, uh, about our line read last week. <laughs> so we love him. We love him. Mm-hmm. So we love him, but here's how I, here's how he wants me to read it. <clears throat> For facing the elements, Castle X has you covered. From head to toe and everyday wear, visit a castle dealer near you or visit castlesales.com. Castle X, your performance gear company. He wanted me to sound like I was at a uh, uh, Monster Jam rally. And, and maybe and maybe I could kind of commit to it, a little more to it, but I didn't want to yell in the mic. So I was trying to hold back on it. But yeah, that's, that's our Castle X guy um, on board with with how we're reading it and yeah, man, if, if you want some, you know, free, free stuff, don't go to castlesales.com. But if you want a good quality jacket to pay for castlesales.com, that's where it's at, man. Okay. And our next guest, we had him on a few weeks ago. He was busy. He was all over the place. He was in LA. He was in Vegas. And now he's right here on the impulse show. We have the Viking rocket, the Norwegian beast. We have Elias Ishel. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, what's going what's, on, homie? What's going on? Not much on the way to practice today, actually. What? We're always catching you and you're busy. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm always busy, you know. It's always something. <laughs> Just <laughs> needed. Sp- you, I, but that will take time for you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's why we love you. We love you. I, I think. Yeah. I think we all have a. I think we all have the same question here. You know, I, I understand you're a busy guy. But we all have a, a question. When are you going to settle down and get a an American wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a funny question. <laughs> uh, 
I will. I will. But that day, if that day happens sometime, I will laugh because I'm, <laughs> I, I've, I've said I don't think I'm ever gonna live here. But uh, I think I, I would. I haven't been like visiting here too much in the summer or stuff like that. I've always been there in the season, so it's it's hard to know how America is for me without yes, job and. Yeah, I haven't really like tested out like uh, other than like racing and here for the racing and on my job. So I need to visit it more and see how it is in the summer and stuff. Yeah, so no, no I, th I think so. Do you have yourself a, a nice little piece in Norway or are you just a single man living it up? I No, I am a single man. I have my own house in Norway, of course. Mm. Yep. Look at you. Do you own your own car and did you finance it? <laughs> I have my own car. I have my own car. <laughs> got it. Got it. I'm buying. A, I, I'm buying a new one after a season. Which one should I get? That's the big question. I think you should oh. get a Subaru and then then finance it right away. No, no, oh, no. Talk so? you into financing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the financing. Yeah. Well, what car? What car do you want to get? Do you want to get a Subaru, a Bugatti, uh, a Toyota? <laughs> That's part. That's the hard part because I have no clue. I just want to find something cool, like different. But uh, yeah, uh, I went to Las Vegas like last week after I talked with you guys, and I was testing a couple different cars. So maybe I tested a Lamborghini and a 911 <laughs> and uh, R8. So we'll see what I'm gonna get. Maybe yeah. maybe a Mercedes, Mercedes Benz. Yeah, some of those are, they're cool. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So I, I I have a Mercedes uh, Sprinter van back home though, that one I travel in the summer Ooh. to go to there where I bring my dirt bikes and stuff. Nice. Ooh. So let you know. Let's jump into that. Um, yeah. So during the summertime, you're back home. You're in Norway. Uh, so when it comes to riding dirt bikes, do you do it casually, or are you, or are you kind of good at it? What did you say? I didn't hear what you said. Now. Oh, I said, so during the summertime, when you're back home, when it comes to dirt bikes, do you ride casually for fun or are you, or are you pretty good? I ride casually for fun. Like, I, I think I, I, or I was trying to be fast when I was like a kid before I was like getting to when I was 15, 16 years old, but, uh, uh I got hurt too much. I was like stopping and, uh, I was just, I'm practicing for spending time on the bike too be in good shape and uh, it's similar to dirt bike you need to use your head and stuff similar so i think it's good practice for that but uh, i was probably as fast uh, seven eight years ago than what i'm now so i'm just i'm riding around so uh yeah but i i would like to be fast on a, on a bike again like really put to the energy uh, how i do on the sled on to the dirt bike and see how long i could go but then you need to go all in or nothing so it's yeah it's hard so do you uh do you compete in any races or do you just spend a lot of days riding trails and, and made up tracks that's what i do the last year, couple of years i've been doing some marinals and stuff but it's a long time since i've actually been like going to big races and that kind of stuff but uh, when i was like yeah five years ago uh, or six seven years ago well, I, I raced a lot of races uh, i think it was in 2017 and no, the 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 last uh, the last season I raced back home. I raced 24 weekends in a row. From so I went from uh, dirt or snowcross until uh, 
dirt bike right away in the summer. So I was, I had 24, 23 races in a row uh, <laughs> from the whole winter to the, to the summer. So uh, it, it was kind of too much. So when I got like, yeah, just before the winter, I got, I was just tired of everything. So I kind of was, uh, I needed to take, I need to take more time off early in the summer to be in better shape late in the summer. So be ready for the winter instead. So this season, um, obviously you, you had your, you had your injury in the off season, you know, you're dealing with it. The season is what it was at the beginning, but this past weekend, I mean, absolute domination, like, like, what is it do you think that has led to your success having won on Friday in the final and then won on Saturday in the final? Like, like what, what is it that you're doing? Is it your trainer? Is it just you eating right? Or is it, you know, that, that the Norwegian genes? <laughs> it's probably a balance. It's for sure a balance of everything. I'm getting more back to myself. I feel like I have better shape. I feel like I can go hard, like harder through the whole race and I can focus more on like uh, uh, lines and that kind of stuff. Like early in the season, it was more, uh, more about just coming through the finals and uh, just, uh, just uh, go through every race. But now it's more like I can play around more and have more fun when I do it at the same time. I don't need to, to need to think too much and, uh, yeah, it uh, just feels like I can get more back to that uh, real speed uh, when you actually need to find those extra good lines and extra speed. Uh, I feel like it's, I've been getting more back to that where I have the more more push in myself. What is uh, okay? Well, then again, and, and I and I don't want to call you old, <laughs> Elias, but <laughs> as you've gotten older. Um, what, what is your diet like? Like, like, like what, what is something nutritionally that you do to kind of maintain, uh, you know, your, your, your physical shape to stay fit? Do you, do you eat rice and chicken? Do you go out, do you eat squirrels raw or do you like, do you hunt tigers and eat tiger meat? Like, like, what is it that, that mm -hmm. makes you so, so fit? What's your diet? Just hamburgers every day. <laughs> <laughs> hamburgers and fries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I I eat everything, of course, but I really like it to the race weekends and before I race, I try to be more more on the good side. So rice and chicken, like you said, pasta, uh, uh, potato, more 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 clean food, uh, more. Yeah, more better. Uh, not all the sugar we get from the restaurants here. So just trying to be more, more healthy, more, more, uh, yeah, better food. So you have it in your body. So it's ready for the weekend and take up uh, the energy, uh, save the energy in your body. So if if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, Elias, you're gonna get five more championship years, but you have to eat horse meat," would you do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See that? I yeah. love that. I love that dedication to the craft. I love it that he's just always in a championship mentality. You're the man, Elias. Um, <laughs> no. So on on Saturday, so I I got a chance to watch the race on Saturday. Yeah. And I just kind of want to kind of go over. I guess first let, let's talk about the track. I know you had mentioned that it was rough. But on Saturday at the very end, we were talking about this earlier, where it just seemed like you guys, the 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 sled was slamming on the face of the jumps or at the top of the jumps or even like at the bottom. Was was it as rough as it looked or was it worse? 
Uh, I think it's uh, it's actually more or more rough than what it looked like because uh, we had like down in the holes it was like ice so uh, the skis kind of uh, uh, was just uh, catching and it kind of it was hard to know where we were going so uh, when I was sitting behind it was uh, every time I, I tried a new line it was like you kind of never knew 100% what the sled was going to do because it was like uh, you didn't see what was underneath the snow so you were like catching edges that you didn't see so Every time I tried a new line, I felt like I needed to test the line uh, the first lap and see if it was any sketchy thing. So I was going slower. And the next lap, you, if you, then you knew if it was any uh, weird spot. So then you could push. You needed, like, you can't just try. Uh, usually you can just go to another line and try. But uh, this week it felt like you needed to go slow in that uh, line. And then the next lap you can push if you felt, like, felt it was uh, good enough to push in it. Or then you knew where the different or where the weird spots were so you needed to have like a side lap like in the middle of the final it felt like because uh, or to be safe then <laughs> so, so yeah, and then i noticed and, I, and, and again and i think you mentioned it uh yeah. at, at the end of the race but um that race on saturday uh you seem to kind of be hanging back a little bit were you were you conserving some of your energy or were you trying to find a line because you started falling back behind adam and then it seemed like when third place and fourth place got close to you you turned it on and then ripped right to the front like like what were you doing in, in kind of in between uh the beginning and the end of that race in the beginning i tried to come around him like right away i did a couple mistakes there when i could have had him earlier i think i kind of uh Thought he was gonna go underneath, but he run, uh, run outside of me, and then I kind of lost a little bit of the pace I had. So I was just and sitting, sitting behind him, and he he found like the the good line that was kind of good out there, and uh, I was do, kind of doing the same, and it was hard to find any like uh, good spots where you can pass fast and easy. So I was just uh, going more and like looking after lines because I knew if I was just sitting there, it was like I was just gonna sit there the whole time. So I was like okay, I will look more because I had a gap uh, behind me. Uh, and then uh, kind of I got like, <laughs> I was looking too much. I was like getting down uh, a little bit too slow. And then uh, when uh, Hunter came behind me, then I was like, okay, I, can, I know I need to like push and go because then I need, or I knew it was like more, yeah, we're a little bit of halfway. So uh, yeah. then it was uh, to settle down some of the lines that I, I knew I had found and then put, put those together the rest of the final. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, hammer time, and it went uh, went good. <laughs> yeah, that um, going from where you were, like you were seconds back. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know how much you were back, but you were starting to push like six, seven seconds behind, and then you caught up so quick. And I guess I have to ask. I know eventually you passed Adam. A fantastic battle. You guys had you guys had a great battle, by the way, and. I just got to ask, do you, do you hate Adam? And, and the reason why I ask is because you, you went up a jump, a big jump, really slow, and then you pinned it. Wah! And then you, you roosted the crap out of Adam. Was that on purpose or, or were you just like, hey, my, my bad brother? No, I can uh, tell you who it is because uh, we were like uh, uh, out of the, uh, that triple. Uh, we started to double, uh, double or no we started to triple single and then double through the corner but uh, uh and then you needed to go slow in the, to in that single so i knew he was doing that because that was fastest from from the 
from corner one to corner three. But uh, I knew if I was uh, close to him, I could just uh, uh, double, double uh, all the way into the corner. And then he had no place to go uh, because he couldn't double through the corner because I took the I took the line from him. Uh, so when I was on the side of him, doubling into the corner, he had no place to go underneath. And that's why I kind of... Uh, uh, I was just bl- uh, blocking his line so he couldn't go underneath. So when he tried to, or he needed to go slow and he couldn't jump to the corner and that's when I got ruse because, or he got ruse because then I was uh, going <laughs> over that corner because when I was doubling into the corner, I needed to go slow or the bump in the corner instead of going fast over it. So it was a different line section we did. Uh, yeah. Did, so <laughs> did you get the chance? Did you get a chance to watch that at all or No. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it, and it's uh, kind of funny because I, I thought I, I kind of thought he kind of knew that I was coming there anyway. So if, I, I, I think that if he just settled down and said okay, that he got past, he would have been fine. But he tried to come underneath me and pass me back, and that's kind of why he got, uh, got screwed over since he, he tried a little bit too hard, I will say, because he wouldn't have had that pass there anyway. But oh, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I, I've 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 been watching Snowcross for you know too long, but never in my life have I seen somebody get roosted so hard that they lost a whole ass position. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's impressive, yeah. Elias. I, I don't know about what these guys have to say, but that's impressive. Um, um, I have a question. So, overall, what do you think about the track with like the split lanes, the rhythm section around the corner? And, you know, just all the, like, things that they were trying to do instead of just making it a plain, like, oval. No, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, it's uh, always hard to make a good track nowadays because the sleds are so freaking good. That's the that's the biggest problem if you take and look uh, look years back. But, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. It's, uh, and it's always hard to make uh, 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 a lot of line choices because it always gets down to one fast one. And we like it rough. So if it gets really rough, it's usually one line and uh, if they make it clean it's too easy and we just follow each other so it's really hard to uh, maintain a good track and i feel they've been uh, doing a good job to uh, or robbie makes the the best out of it i know yeah, impossible to make uh, everyone happy but uh, overall i think it's uh, it's good i think it's lots of different we can do too to try to make it good but uh, uh, overall i think uh, uh, it's a really good track for 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 everyone through the classes and through through the pro. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I know I ride a groomer too, and it's really hard and uh, uh, difficult to to make everyone happy and uh, to maintain a good track when it's so many people out there. It would have been easy if they haven't had uh, that many races in one day, and we could have uh, had the better time to. Uh, make the track better sometimes and not do too much but when they first started on a groom the track they groom all the track and then when they yeah then they go the rest of the night so it's hard when they have they're busy and try to maintain a good tracks but yeah overall i think it's it was a good weekend uh we talked about this last week a little bit um for an oval track in your opinion what do you think they should do for like oval tracks and make it fun and safe i guess for everybody or even the pros to make it like more racy and not one line is it possible or is it just or what it's possible uh what what they need to do uh what biggest thing i think is to make the corners good because it, because if the corners are good the lines get good because uh if the corners are are 
make make made goods. Then we have well, then we go out from the corners in uh, uh, different spots and we come into the corners in different spots. So then then it gets uh, more lines through the section sections too uh, on their straights. So if the corners are uh, in the good way, uh, the sections. Uh, sections get good so that's what they need to maintain uh, the best way and if they see one line is faster than the other they need to make the other one easier or they make uh, the one slower so they just need to look uh, how the racing goes through the night and uh, uh, yeah maintain it from there so long as the corners are good i think the stretch or the, the lines gets better too because then it gets down to two lines or we can come in a different way we can block pass and we can come out yeah instead of just following each other yeah and then you got erx coming up uh, say, uh what would you do for that track wise like what would you like to see for that like hopefully it's not like the same layout or would would you change anything yeah i think they're gonna change some stuff i have I've heard different rumors but i don't know what the plan is there uh, uh but of course they have plenty of snow there and uh, we have had uh, i heard the the triangle we had there was really good but uh, uh, at the same time uh, i think uh, everyone is kind of uh, tired of the small tracks we had so um, since they have the snow there and the opportunity to make a big track i think uh, uh, it's harder to make a good wide track there because it's tiny or it's small or it gets uh, tiny when they make the track really big uh, so it's um, <laughs> uh, it's hard uh, hard to make it perfect but uh, I think uh, I think that most of the people would like a longer track since we have been a lot of the ovals this year uh, and probably uh, the two last races is late too so I don't know how much snow they will have so and how long those tracks so will be so and for me, it doesn't matter. It's the same for everyone. So you need to come in with the mindset that it's uh, it is what it is, and just go fast. <laughs> uh, so I um kind of like a future question. Obviously, you have no plan on retiring anytime soon. Hopefully, um, and this is more of like a fantasy than anything for me. And obviously, Jordan Labelle is killing it in the pro light class like where do you think he would stack up in the pro class if he decides the if he decides to um move up like maybe the last round if he clinches the championship early well for sure he will be uh, one of, he is one of the best best racers in the world right now and uh, yeah he will for sure be uh, yeah the speed to uh to go with us guys and we, I raced with him up in Canada that week and uh, uh, of course and uh, uh, of course he he has the speed to uh, be with us and it's going to be fun and uh, I look forward to racing against him and uh, uh, yeah uh, good kids so it's going to be fun and uh, uh, but of course the pro is more tight than the pro light so it's uh, different with uh, racing uh, against uh, many many people and uh, you need to have your mindset it's a little bit different than what he's doing now but uh, how confident he is now and uh, the speed he has, he, for sure, if he gets a uh, good start and yeah, uh, he's, uh, he can win for sure. Mm. Okay. Um, so on the uh, kind of piggybacking off of that, um, when, when do you think Jordan is going to move to pro? Do you think that it's going to be, let's say hypothetically next year, or do you think it's going to be a season after that? And eventually when he moves again, I'm not trying to like, rush retirement or even talk about it or, or kind of bring it to light. But how long do you think that we're going to get the Elias first Jordan 
LaBelle battle uh, in Snowcross? Because, I mean, as as a fan of uh, the watching Snowcross now, seeing you, seeing Jordan, this is something that I've been wanting to watch since last year. So how long do you think that we're going to get the Jordan and Elias show in Snowcross and Pro? <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking one season at a time right now, so I'm just taking uh, the weekends we have left now, and I I don't uh, yeah I haven't uh, taken any decisions on next year even. So, but because uh, I was gonna just go through this season with my leg and everything and uh, see how that go, and it's been going way better than I expected, of course. So I'm I'm happy where I'm at right now, and uh, uh, but yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't signed anything for next year, and uh, of course I think Jordan is gonna come up. Uh, for sure next year i think it's gonna be weird if not so uh, uh yeah and uh, yeah uh, we'll see what's happening <laughs> so again coming into erx um you know things things may be possibly changing uh with the track itself or uh, even kind of maybe the style that they're gonna do um is uh roosting adam is that like a warning to the rest of the pro class like hey you try to you know you try to challenge try to challenge daddy you're gonna get roosted or is that just like a hey my bad kind of thing you know i'm still gonna dominate like like what's i didn't i didn't try to roost him at all i didn't think he was gonna go underneath me so that that's on that's on you not on me okay all right just, well, just, no. just didn't know if you were sending a warning out to pro being hey you know daddy's not hasn't gone anywhere so no, no, I'm just doing my 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 best, and I just tried to focus on myself. And uh, I knew I had a pad in there, so uh, he didn't have any place to go. So that was more more his fault that he got roosted than my fault. I feel like so. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that that's a good answer. Uh, so coming yeah. into uh, ERX, uh, it sounds like they're going to do like at least what Jeffrey had said is they're going to do a, a triple crown thing where everyone's racing, you know, the quote unquote, first heat, second heat and the final, yeah. uh, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Is that something that you agree with? And is that something that you think they should do the rest of the year? Or does that affect the integrity of the pro class seeing as how it was different beginning of the year? No, I think it's, uh, I like that format and I think it's going to be good uh, as long as the track is good all the time we're out there and uh, as long as we get uh, kind of long finals because it's uh, important uh, so we actually need to still go at the gym because if they shorten downs like we, the hits are right now, we yeah, we can start uh, uh, go to the bar instead of the gym, I think. But uh, anyway, <laughs> other than that, it's gonna be good. Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are uh, what are the times for these triple crowns? Have they told you guys like the I, length of them? They haven't figured the hundred percent out yet. I don't think. But uh, as long as I don't know, um, longer than or heat races now. But uh, I don't think it's gonna be as long as the finals are. So yeah. We'll see, and it's gonna be a tree, so it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a good battles out there, I think, and it's gonna be good for the for the fans that's uh, watch because it's gonna be three interesting hits instead of uh, uh, just the finals so there now because the, we're just a couple people in the in the hit races and that's boring, of course. Yeah, and uh, if they if this weekend turns out like as far as excellent racing goes, um, they do plan on. Um, what I heard is that they do plan on um, then racing the last two races like that. Uh, you have any thoughts on that or any game plans to go forward with that? 
Not really. I think it's a good, uh, good uh, plan for them, and uh, I look forward to it. It's uh, just more, more. I hope it more better racing three times out there, and it's that's just interesting for, for me and for everyone else too. So uh, I think it's a good plan. As long as they can make it good, uh, it will be better. So that's the that's our that's the good part. Uh, as long as they do it good, I think it's gonna be better for us and better for them and everyone. So it's just uh, make it in the best way and. Everyone will be happy, I think. Uh, you got, you're practicing today. Uh, do you guys ever go through like a like a race simulation of what's going to happen this weekend? Like you're going to do like the three three uh, final setup type of thing and take like the breaks in between how long it would be for you guys normally for a race day? Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit uh, this weekend or last weekend at the drama meeting. They were like just brought in up for... Uh, how it was going to be, but uh, they kind of didn't have a hundred percent plan on how it was going to be. But uh, uh, it sounds interesting and uh, it's going to be three, uh, three finals. Uh, uh, but I think it's going to be busy too, because uh, right now the hit races are short and uh, kind of doesn't really matter so much. So uh, more for the finals, but no, it's three times where you need to be on your game. So it's going to be interesting. It's good for the fans, I think. And uh, yeah, uh, the, just the important way is that they make it uh, good when <laughs> yeah when we're going awesome and uh, uh, hey, i got a few more questions so hypothetically let's say I, that I, these I have one more thing on that one i have actually we have actually done that back home in or i'm used to that style because uh, uh when i was racing back home before i came here um when we were less than 15 people uh we did that and when we were over 15 people we do what we do now so that's all i think we should have or it's a good plan and what it sounds like they want to do here because that's why they want to keep doing the triple triple crown or something like that because uh, it's more interesting for the for the fans to watch when it's yeah <laughs> yeah wow well look at you that might be might be might be a little bit of uh, an advantage there big fan um so if these if these heat races are let's say let's say they're not even laps let's say they're eight minutes each compared to you know laps laps and then a 10 minute final does that affect your game plan then on how hard you can go is is eight minutes something that you're going to be able to do three times because i mean i'm more of like a two three minute kind of guy when it comes to doing it three times so like it, does that affect your game plan? two three minutes what you mean uh, no please, please explain uh, <laughs> No, I think it's. Uh, I think uh, that's good, and I, everyone should be able to do eight minutes. It's not uh, not that long. Of course, it's like they said. We do uh, we do five, five, ten or plus one lap. So we do uh, twenty minutes plus three laps. That's what we do now. So if we do eight, 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 it's gonna be twenty four plus uh, three. So, uh, but it's at the same time we have just five minutes at one time. It's not hard at all. So I think it's gonna be. Uh, we need to have more than that, of course. Cool. Um, so I, I guess one of the last questions I have, I, I know we touched on it and maybe this is something you, you want to talk about or maybe not even think about because we're still, you know, in the midst of a championship run here. But, um, you know, uh, re retirement, you know, is, is that even on the horizon? Is that something you're even thinking about? Like, like, are you thinking about like, like what's in the future for Elias? Do you plan on having your own race team? You know, like, I, I guess what's what's the what's the future for Elias? It's a big question, and I, I wish I had the answer for that one. I, of course, I've started kind of like uh, more 
before the season and like when I had the injury and stuff, like how, how much more I can, I, it was more like, can I even come back? I didn't want to retire, but it was more like, do, will I ever be back where I should be? And uh, I am, I, I'm on that way and uh, I am way more happy than what I should think I was going to be this year so uh, of course it's something I'm going to start thinking on now I'm going to look at what's uh, coming up for next year too and uh, I have no plans how it is right now and uh, I kind of want to focus on uh, the rest of the season and uh, probably have answer for you uh, late April I hope (laughs) 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 do you boys have any more questions nope Okay. Um, so Elias, uh, do you have, do you have Netflix? Do you watch Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Did you watch that uh, movie called troll? Troll, troll, troll. No, I don't think so. Okay. Or just wondering, that, it's, it's a movie called troll. It takes place in, uh, in Norway. So I was just wondering. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I have watched that one. I have watched that one. But it, it's, it's, a. I think it's called a different name on the, or like in Norwegian Netflix. Okay. What what do you think of it? It's, I think it's many years since I watched that one, but uh, yeah, it's different. <laughs> Isn't that when the with all the different or, or the weird uh, trolls on the mountains and stuff? Yeah, yep. I think I think some of the 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 filming is just done like one hour from my or where I live, where they really? were, or where they were. yeah, <laughs> at that mountain huh? actually. Uh, that's something I've I've wanted to ask you. I remember I watched that movie. I was like, oh shit! I think uh, Elias is from Norway. I just want to get his yeah. get his opinion on it. But that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna mean, watch it. I'm gonna, gonna watch it. I'm gonna call you and tell you. Watch <laughs> 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 it. Yeah. All right, Elias. Thank you so much for your time, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. You know, talking to us and and joking around. And uh, dude, best of luck this weekend. Uh, they'll be there. I'll be there. Look for me in the wig and uh, I'm going to be cheering you on, brother. For sure. Thank you, guys. And uh, thanks for all the good work. And uh, it's we need to put up some fun fun for the people. So it's good. Yep. So mm-hmm. thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. All righty. Yep. See ya. Yeah. Later. See you. All right. Love Bye. you. Love you. Love you. Love you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was getting so jacked when they say it back. <laughs> since I'm not loved anywhere. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, since I'm not loved anywhere else. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so time to get told I love you. Yeah. At least the racers love you. Yeah. yeah. Somebody loves me. Yeah. Uh, that's good, man. Yeah. I like how open he is. Yeah. Same. Yeah. You know. Very, very comfortable. I enjoyed your question to uh, Jeffrey about uh, asking about oval tracks and just kind mm-hmm. of you know, what you can do to like, you know, is there a way to make it safer? Is there, is it a way to make it more fun? And, uh, you know, somebody like that, like I never would have even thought like, Oh, make the turns better. I'd be like, there's two yeah. turns. What do you, what yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I yeah. mean so it goes to show like, you know, the difference between like just watching and, and trying to, analyze that from from a mm-hmm. fan perspective whereas like a driver you're like hey man it's all in the turns i'm like dog there's two like what do you mean yeah <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah i guess uh you know that's that's a big big factor and uh you know it'd be interesting to see if you know something like that um happens or changes yeah, yeah and it's nice for people to know like when he says a track is like rougher than it looks like you know that's coming that says a lot because on the tv it does look rough and he says like all that ice underneath that they hit constantly. 
Yeah. yeah. Gotta hurt the body so bad. Yeah. But no, it was super crazy. Like when we were talking last week about how, how we would make a track. And then <laughs> we get to Sioux Falls and then I'm like, oh shit, this looks exactly like what we were talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, do the track workers actually listen to us or do they listen to this podcast? Cause this is totally a bad idea. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, but I like, mean, when he told me, but if they do, then that's great. That's awesome. And like I said, for me, it turned out to be like amazing racing, you know, like with that battle, it gave Elias options to where to pass and everything and, and to pick up time and maybe to lose time. And, you know, it was just a, overall a cool track. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause obviously I, Friday, yeah. all, all Friday night, I got to watch the racing and I'm just like, dude, this is pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted, I forgot to ask him. I was going to ask him like the whole, like how he has like another gear, you know, like where he did back off and he's able to like, all right, I'm back on your ass now at the end. Yeah. So like, I wonder what that's like, you know, especially on a rough track. Like how do you even do something like that? Yeah. No, that that's crazy. So, um, should we just go right into our next guest? Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, speaking of next guest, he texts me. What did he say? He is like, oh, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, oh, no. I got to get my oil changed to my car. And <laughs> he, said he, he said he listened to it too. Huh? <laughs> he said he listened to the podcast and he was all, all out for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we have our next guest. He is the number uh, 572 from the uh, Southern part of Wisconsin. We have Nicholas Lorenz. How's it going, guys? What's going on, brother? First of all, let's uh, listen. I hope you're not a vegetarian because I'm not either. Uh, I understand there's some beef here, brother. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. No, I'm definitely not vegetarian. I do like meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we so we were ju- we were just having fun last week, just ta- you know talking to your uh, to your friend Riley Bester and and. You know, it's, it's, what do you, what do you got to say, brother? Were you listening? Yeah, I actually did listen to the podcast. It was pretty funny. Riley's a good kid. He's, he's funny. He, I can let him talk what he wants to talk, but he knows, <laughs> he knows, he knows what really happens when we get on the sticks. And like, there's been a couple nights where I think he's shed a couple of tears and got off a little early. So <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll keep that between us. Uh, I need I need to watch this. I think that's something that you know is going to be a wonderful uh, viewing pleasure is watching you and uh, Riley battle not only on uh, not only on in Snowcross but but on the video games. Are you guys more of a Fortnite kind of people, or are you guys like uh, like what, what kind of games are you guys playing? Uh, pretty much just Fortnite. I've been playing like Fortnite with Riley for like two three years now, on and off. But pretty much since the year started, we both. I don't know, not really been playing too much lately. I have a little bit with my injury, just playing little video games whenever I'm kind of just dealing with, you know, injury stuff, just because you get bored sitting at home, not doing nothing. Um, but yeah, just Fortnite. I don't know. He, I don't think he really plays any other games other than, yeah, just Fortnite. Mm. But I play, I play a little COD. I mean, I've talked to Jeffrey and Lyle about hopping on, but I just, I just never get invited. I don't know. No, don't, don't <laughs> say that. Hey, hey, no, don't, don't say that. I will shoot you over my 
my uh, my account info after this meeting here. <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be back home like uh, like Sunday night or Sunday night or Monday morning. So maybe one of my off days we can hop on. I like it. It's fun. All right, just don't think of us different when when you play no. no. Why? Because you guys are so bad. Oh no! I dropped, I, dropped, I dropped thirty pieces, bro. Don't and, it's, and that's not chicken nuggets for McDonald's. <laughs> oh, not not on me though. You wouldn't do it. For oh. Me, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, we we do have a good time um, with playing. Our our only thing is, so like we're 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 pretty good. Like like we're good. We have a good time, but. There are occasionally where people, you know, open their mouths, talk a little shit, and we're like, you know what? We're gonna have to say something back. Sometimes it's not ethically right, but guess what? <laughs> you, win. you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, you know what I mean? You can't say that in another country, but here we are. So. <laughs> yeah, it's That's why. Now, if we're in a oh, situation, if we're in a situation like that, are you willing to back us up? Oh my god! I don't know. It depends how wild you guys get. Because I've been in some Todd. <laughs> I've been in some Todd lobbies where it's like, dude, you just got to get out of there because it just gets a little too out of control and it gets a little uncomfortable sometimes. But I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm there for my uh, my boys. All right, there we go. So it's I'm it's always a good time. <laughs> So, Mr. Lorenz, obviously, the last time we talked to you was uh, last race season. And, uh, you know, things were going a lot differently. And here we are in the 2022-23 season. And, unfortunately, they're not going the way that you would want them to go. I know last year you talked about potentially maybe even moving up to pro. Does that kind of affect your decision now, knowing, like, hey, you did have a good year last year, at least what I thought you did? And then now this year, you know, you, you get the injury bug. Does that prevent you from going up to pro next year? Is it going to bump it back or kind of what's the game plan on that? I guess. I guess I don't know what the game plan is yet. I need to finish this year out strong and I guess prove myself. I think I rode really well at, at Sioux Falls. I had some really good heat races. I just can't, I haven't yet put it together in a final, but it seems like every time that I, I've done, I've had four finals now. And every time I have gotten the track, I have gotten a lot better. And after ERX national, we, we went uh, and did some suspension testing with my, with my mechanic Dalton. And I think we made some great steps in the right direction. I think uh, this week at Sioux Falls, it kind of proved it that I don't think I was quite comfortable on the slide at ERX and I was struggling quite a bit. So I just think more finals and just getting there and feeling that pace again, just cause I missed out on, you know, half the season pretty much. And these guys are racing each other, feeling that pace and just kind of like understanding, I guess, more, um, but I don't know. I think I think I should be able to prove myself at the end of the year, and I guess it's just kind of up to Polaris. And I am on a contract year right now, so I know Hammer's Motorsports is happy with me, and from my understanding, so they want to keep me there, and they're happy, and they want to keep me. So it's pretty much wherever Junior wants me to go, I'm good with. I would like to go pro. It just sucks. Like, I dealt with some stuff this summer that kind of held me back, and then I broke my hand right away at Fargo and just had that a pretty pretty bad crash. So just it's been like a little bit of a struggle year but that's just all a part of the sport and it's just you got to put your head down and keep grinding and i know i'll be there it's i'm i feel like i'm really talented on a snowmobile so it's just it's just a matter of time like when it's going to happen everybody's riding so good this year too so it's like i feel like the competition has stepped up a good amount this year and then 
you know, obviously I'm Jordan, he's riding really, really amazing. So it's, it's, it's been like a weird tough year, just even sitting at home watching like how good the racing has been and like how fast I would say like the whole class of pro light has been this year. It's been pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of Jordan, and I guess just to hop right into the question, um, what do you think it's going to take to like dethrone him? I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to take a certain track um, and some bad luck or, you know, some good guys to get out front ahead of him. Like, I think if Riley, Riley has gotten some good starts and I mean, he held him off for a very long time at ERX. I watched that race over uh, and Jordan did start in the back row, but at the end of the day, you looked at it and Jordan came out like fourth or fifth on the first lap, third on the first lap, like going off of uh, like speed hive, looking at the timers or off our transponders. And he, he ran through everybody and then caught Riley and beat him. I think it's just going to take some bad luck and maybe just some better riding out of everybody else. But he's he's super precise on the track and he, he picks out good lines super quick. I don't know. It's just going to, it's going to, everybody, you're just going to have to ride perfect. It seems like Jordan rides pretty perfect in the finals. If that, if that's like kind of like the best way I could describe it, watching him ride. He just, he rides pretty perfect. If he, if he hits bad lines, he switches and adapts right away and, I think that's the difference between like a pro light rider and a pro. Like I think the kid could be in pro class and I don't think he would struggle. I don't think he would even have a struggle year in the class period. I don't think he would go out there and be as dominant as what he is in pro light, like not even close, but I don't know. I think his decision-making super good. So it's just us racers, us pro light guys just need to have better decision-making and just ride better. I don't know. That's just what it comes <laughs> down to. Yeah. So we, we had just gotten off the phone with uh, Elias Ischel and and we kind of asked him too, like if, if you could kind of put your fan cap on for a second, Nick, um, let's say hypothetically Jordan goes up to pro next year or even, you know, let's say year after that, how many years do you think we would get of the Elias and Jordan show in pro? And, and I don't want to make it sound like the rest of the pro guys like aren't up there either, but just for the scenario of what we're talking about, how long do you think we would get an Elias and Jordan show in, in pro before, you know, unfortunately Elias, you know, ages out. Yeah. Um, I've been a super big fan of Elias, like pretty much since he moved here, I met him at a young age too. And we're pretty much around the same age. Uh, and you watch Elias ride and he's, he's amazing. Um, and I, I know he de- dealt with his knee injury this summer and like you look at him a race now and now, and it's like, it doesn't even look like it affects him. Like when he's out there, and I've had my fair share of knee stuff and I know how bad the knee stuff does affect you and like how, how it feels when you're riding and like the next day, et cetera, stuff like that. But it's crazy. You look at Elias and it doesn't affect them. So I think Elias is on that next level compared to everybody else, but Jordan's right there, but it's hard to say until they are like lined up right next to each other. Cause Jordan did race Belcor and he beat a lot of them top guys, but Elias still swept that whole weekend. So it's, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I think uh, I think if if Elias wants to keep racing snowmobiles as long as he wants, I think he'll still be dominant over a lot of people. Uh, it does. I'm not saying that uh, Labelle's not going to be able to go in there and be able to beat him, but I I think it's still going to be hard to beat Elias. Period. He's just so solid. Yeah, you know, you, you kind of touched on again. You know, your your knee issues uh, last year and, and kind of feeling that. Um, when it comes to Elias, you, you, you know, you say yourself, he's so solid for him to come back from that knee injury. What do you think it is that Elias did that, that allowed him to kind of get back to form, uh, to almost prime Elias form? Do you think he's like, you know, out there eating tiger meat? Do you think he's taking drugs or do you think it's just a really good diet? 
<laughs> I don't, I I like, dude, I don't know. I've been through the knee injuries and stuff. And like, it, it truly amazes me on how well he came back from this one. And like, it doesn't look like he's even hesitant to hit holes. Like he is one of the most aggressive riders and he hits stuff extremely hard and it has no worry in the world. I think he worked with like the, like the Norwegian Olympic center. And I think he worked with a lot of them guys. I think it's, it's just a matter of like the group of people you have around yourself and like how committed you are. And obviously I think Elias is one of the most committed people to the sport and to winning, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. I think it's just, he had a really good group of people, good surgeons, good PT people, good training centers, et cetera, stuff like that, that I think is why it didn't affect him as much, but, or he's just got that dog mindset. I mean, you see him go to the pack and I don't, it's, I don't even know what to say for Elias. He's a special breed, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, are you, are you going to continue the topic? Tito? No, I was going to, I was going to switch to just kind of, I wanted to, Oh, okay. Yeah. So let, yeah, let's go into your weekend and you got a heat race win on Friday and then you got two heat race wins on Saturday, you know, like how good did that feel for you to knowing that, you know, you where you were at at ERX to now at Sioux Falls. Yeah. I don't, it was crazy. Cause like our goal, like with the team was like, Oh, let's get a heat race win this week. And the goal is to get some top fives in the finals, but I know if I do start up front and if I, if I get in my groove and I hit my marks right away, I, I will be a podium guy, but it was, it felt amazing to get, get one win. And then the next day win both day, both heats, it was just like, it was pretty unreal, but then I just choked it in the final. So I don't know. That's <laughs> like as good as like the heat races, like, like in the moment, it's like, you're, you're, you're feeling awesome but the big picture is the final. So once I did that good in the heats, I was like, Oh, well now I can only like kind of go down from here, I guess, you know? So I just wanted to do really good in the final. And I ended up, I ended up, what did I end up sixth? I think in the final on uh yeah, I think I ended up sixth on Saturday. So it was close to my goal, but I just need a, I just want to get that, get on that podium and get some top fives. I don't know. I'm pretty happy, but just still searching for more. <laughs> yeah. So when I seen you uh, Friday, um, you weren't too happy with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean, it, I understand it, like, like our picks and everything, but, uh, but yeah, you weren't, uh, you know, you, you told me that you had something to prove and, 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 and for me, you know, you proved it all fucking weekend with, you know, like your heat wins and, and even going into the mains, yeah, you may not have the the mains uh, down packed yet, but you definitely show the speed that you have, you know, to run up there with Jordan and Riley and and Peck and every one of those uh, top, you know, top five riders in your class. Yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't mad with you guys. That's just friendly little banter. But uh, <laughs> no, it, it, it'll be nice to be like maybe one of you guys, like maybe like a top top five pick guy. That'd be awesome. Maybe I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there soon. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe by the no. end of the year, I'll be in your top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I definitely do want to like I I want people to look at me like how I was last year. Like, oh, this kid's good. Like, he's gonna be up there in the in the finals and stuff. And like, that's truly where I think I belong. I worked hard. But obviously I broke my hand right away in the beginning. And then I also dealt with some other stuff from the injury and then just had a really long summer of stuff. So it's just like, it's kind of been like a struggle year, but I feel like I have 
came a long ways from how much struggle I have been through. So I'm happy with everything. Um, but I just want you guys to like be like, yeah, Nick's the guy. Then. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get, I get where I have to prove myself and it's a, it's a, it's a tough field right now of guys to prove it against, but that's a challenge that I'm willing to accept. And I, and I like, I'm hungry and I want more. So like, all in all, I'm not, I'm not mad at you guys. It's just more motivation. No. And, and that's awesome that we could, you know, unfortunately give you that motivation just by our, our picks. But, uh, but like I said, man, I'm always rooting for you. You're, you're one of my favorite, uh, pro light riders. So like, I'm always, and what you, uh, you meant riders in general. I just can't win. Like, he's, your favorite, your favorite no. pro he's one of my favorite riders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't want people to think I'm like all cocky and stuff. No. That's just friendly banter. Friendly yeah. banter. No, no, but you know, like I said, I was super proud of you. I was super pumped for you. And like I said, you're like, I got something to prove to you guys. And you know, it just, you know, even though we're just three Indians, you know, just on a podcast and everything, you know, it makes me feel good that not only do you support us, but like I said, we support you in many ways too. So. Yeah. I love my Indians too. So just remember <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Yes. <laughs> One of my best That's friends true. growing up, he, he, he is an Indian. So like you guys have a, like a soft spot in my heart. So all right. you guys always be there. <laughs> Can you imagine if they like, um, interviewed uh nick let's say you know let's say nick you do really well right this weekend at erx and and can you imagine like oh like nick like you know like what 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 has brought you back you know what was that motivation that got you and you were like oh those three natives that didn't fucking pick me on that podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just let it rip right on the board yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go and you point at jeffrey this guy yeah <laughs> Yeah, you uh, see them guys in the castle gear? Yeah. The ones that look like yellow flags out there? Yeah, you see them bones? Yeah. yeah. Making me roll sections because it looks like a yellow flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Does that, does that ever happen, Nick? Where, like, you were out there and you saw Jeffrey, like, oh, there's a ye- big yellow flag out here, or is that just a Melanie no. thing? No, that was just that was like I heard Meline talk about it, so it made yeah. me laugh. Like, <laughs> you know, that one out there. But like, like I do notice people. Like I don't know for some reason. Like during my riding, I can just see. Like I feel like I see a lot of my surroundings. I just pay attention to like everything, and I think that does help me be able to choose lines. But I do spot you guys out on the tracks and stuff, so I'll throw a little flare when I see you guys in spots, whatnot. Keep it mm-hmm. fun. Like I want to wave my hands and tell you to go, but I'm like scared that you think like a flag is waving. So I'm like, all no. right, I can't, I can't even cheer. No, it wouldn't affect me like that. Like if I seen you, I'd probably give you a thumbs up going past you, but. <laughs> <laughs> so would it be illegal, Jeffrey? Like, let's say you brought out like one of those big posters and then like, as Nick went by, you held it open and it said, go faster. Is that something that you can do or I'm serious? Be upset. I'd definitely be talking to, <laughs> no, but, but I go out there and do it. I may do it this weekend. <laughs> yeah. You'll just have to remember what lap that was. And then we'll look at the lap times and see if I went faster and I'll get a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> or, you, <laughs> or you'll get a hundred bucks for making me go fast. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> whatever one. 
Well, that reminds me. Uh, so Nick, I have a few friends and, uh, uh, some family coming to ERX this weekend. And, uh, I don't know if you know, but I'm a betting guy. So, I mean, this might be an opportunity that I might, I might throw some money on you, brother. Oh man. I mean, <laughs> I'm, willing, I'm willing to be your guy. You never know. I can, I can pull some stuff out of my butt sometimes. So I'm feeling like I think ERX will be a good one. So I feel good. We've had some good training, good testing, and like put some money on me. How much you want to win? You see, and, and, that, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm gonna. Here's the thing: is I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna sell Jordan and Riley to like my friends and just be like, yeah, that Jordan LaBelle guy undefeated, that Riley Besser guy, you know, whole shot guy. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to the, the third <laughs> option, the guys you don't know about this Nick Lorenz guy. And, yeah, they're gonna be like, uh, yeah. who? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be like, who? I'm mean, like, you'll yeah. see, you'll see him on the podium, hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. bucks, he goes. <laughs> hey, I'm getting 50 of that though. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, so, um, let's talk about the track. Sioux Falls. Yeah. What would you think? The split lanes, the little left-hand turn, if you are the right-hand turn, the indent, you know, it being a horseshoe, like overall, like how was the track this weekend? Oh, uh, I think Isaac did an amazing job. I think, Houston Speedway is, uh, I think there's a good future for Snowcross being there, in my opinion. I think just the stands, the indoor seatings that you could buy in the track layout, I think it was really good. They did a good job on trying to keep each, like the inside and outside lane all weekend. You could tell they were trying to make them work and be in as even as possible. Um, except for that profile, those pro guys, they had a crazy inside line that they were taking, which is like, I don't know. It's tricky for like ISOC to like put up bales right there because there was a bale there in our in, a, in one of our <laughs> finals, and I do remember bumping it off with my ski because it's just like one of the things that we can do as a racer. Like them hay bales, they move pretty easy, so it's not like that big of a deal to hit it with your ski tip and it just go flying off the track, and you can start taking like a more inside line or wherever you want. But I think it was it was a good track. It wasn't like extremely high speed like some of the tracks have been this year. Um, which I like. I like that lower speed, more technical riding. I think it's safer for us racers. Uh, the only bad part about the track that I noticed immediately in practice on Friday was that that, uh, that sweeping left-hand corner with the whoops where Cole it actually ended up getting hurt. Um, we were really close to that concrete wall, so I wasn't a big fan of that immediately right away during the week, but it was just one of the things where we kind of had to race past it, and it was just it was an unfortunate incident that happened with Cole. I, I don't think anybody else got hurt in that scenario, but that would have been pretty much the only thing I would have changed with the track was banked more snow up onto that wall or have hay bales or something like that. But it's a learning, it's a learning experience for ISAC. And overall, I think, I hope we go back there. I think they could make a little bit bigger of a track. I think the start line was awesome. They had, it was even from inside from gate one to gate 10 like Cody Cam was pulling whole shots from gate 10. I pulled a whole shot from gate 10 in, in our final, in one of my heats. And like a lot of the tracks we go to, you don't see stuff like that happening just because of, I don't know if it's on ISOC or if it's, yeah, I don't know whose fault it is and like why sometimes the start lines get so angled beneficial for gate one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever, et cetera. Like, like when we're at races and you see everybody pretty much line up, like first gate pick goes from gate one, second gate pick, gate two, three, four, five, et cetera. That's how you know it's like a bad start line. And it's just like, 
I, it just, it just kind of sucks. So for like to be able to pull starts from one in 10 all week, it was awesome. Cause it didn't rely on such like a, like, Oh shoot, I'm gate pick eight, which I was in the one heat that I pulled from gate 10. I was like gate pick eight. And I was going to go in lane one and I was like, all right, screw it. I'll go to gate 10. And I ripped the start from out there at ERX, the last national, there's no way you were going to pull a start from gate 10 at that race. So mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more enjoyable when we go to racetracks and you can get starts from any start, any start spot. If it relies a lot on, you know, the, the teams having a really fast sled and then you having, you know, that good reaction time. Um, but I was happy with the venue. I think, I, I hope we go back there again. I don't know if we have, I don't know if we are, or if we have another contract, but I think, I, I think the crowd turnout was awesome. The, the, yeah, the lighting was awesome. And I think that's sometimes like a negative at some places we go to where the lighting's not the greatest, some areas, but that track was, that track was legit. That track was awesome. I loved it. Um, so with, uh, I, I know you touched on it, but with what had happened to Cole during was a qualifying, right? It was a, uh, yeah, yeah, it was race. qualifying round. Yeah. It was heat one or round one of Saturday. D- did that, um, did that, did that shake you up a little bit as far as like that section of the course or even before you went out there where it was just kind of reality check, like, Hey man, like this sport, you know, it's fun. It's wild. It's gnarly to watch, but you know, it's still dangerous. Did, did that kind of affect anything at all on Saturday? I mean, clearly not. You went one, one, and then you know, did you internalize yeah. that and kind of like, like, what were your thoughts then? Yeah, for me, I mean, I've had my fair share of injuries. So like, I'm, I don't want to say like, I'm, I'm not scared to get hurt, but I don't want to get hurt anymore because it's, it just sucks going through surgeries after surgeries. Like, I feel like I'm, I got to be one of the most injured riders on the circuit. Like, I feel like I've had the most surgeries out of everybody. So I just try to not pay attention to that. Like I knew Cole Crash, but I didn't know how bad it was. I, I didn't quite see it. And I seen that they were put him on the stretcher and everything. So like, for me, I don't even like look over that way. I don't like to hear what's wrong with people on race day. And I think on Friday, there was a pretty big scare with, you know, the flaggers that got hit and mm. it just sucks. Cause it's just, it's just a racing incident. Like you guys are out there, camera guys. And it's like, you guys know how hectic and quick stuff can happen out there. It's just like, you can't take stuff for granted when you're out there and you got to pay so much attention. Um, so I think we had a wake up call on Friday also. And um, just praying that all of them guys are all recovering well. And I th- I'm pretty sure everybody is, healthy right now and walking away pretty good from that. But I don't know. It's, it's one of them tough things in the sport where no matter what, once you take off and you go like your mind is just focused on that race and just doing your job and doing the best you can. So for me, that stuff doesn't affect me, but I don't like to hear about that stuff. Like if I don't have to hear about it, I don't want to hear about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and I honestly think, you know, that's a good mentality to have. It's like, Hey, like, you know, you saw what you saw. Someone's hurt you know, and then you just, you move on with the day and then obviously thoughts of prayers. And then, and then you hear about it afterwards and you're like, okay, well, I'm really glad I didn't hear about it because <laughs> then <laughs> yeah. it affects like, you know, your, your hesitancy or whatever it may be. No, I don't think it would ever affect me in, in any way like that on race day, but it definitely does make you think like it makes you sad and feel bad. Like when I found out later that night that how bad Cole was hurt, like, it makes you almost want to like tear up for the guy a little bit because it, like all of it, it's such like a small sport. You know what I mean? Like all of us yeah. people know each other. We're all friends. Like I've known Cole for, 
probably like 10, 12 years, you know? So when people like that get like hurt so bad, it's just like, you just, you just don't want to hear it. You don't want to see it. And you don't want to see it happen to like, the, I feel like everybody in the sport's so nice that you just don't want to see people get hurt, period. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Just makes me kind of sad just even thinking about it like right now thinking about it like i know cole had a really long surgery uh yesterday i think he posted like it was like eight and a half hour surgery and it was only supposed to be like four but all that like i did talk to him a little bit on instagram messaging and he said everything went good so that's like really positive and awesome to hear you see maylene has posted like little updates and stuff too so it's awesome to see that he's recovering well and he's going in the right direction and i know like the femur injuries can be pretty bad but i'm spoke with a couple of people that have had femur injuries, like not because of like the colis incident, but just like, I know people that have had femur injuries and it seems like they have came like a long way with them where like the people are recovering pretty fast from them nowadays. So I'm just wishing a, a speedy recovery for Cole and uh, that, that he'll be back out there as soon as possible and have a good fun summer. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to see somebody ruin their whole summer like this close to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, agreed, man. That was that was rough to, um, yeah, because uh, Jeffrey and Lad come back and kind of let me know. Just the weekend was just it was quite a weekend, and um, you know, just just kind of glad that you know at least I, I don't want to say it went well for you, but considering you know kind of the the stretch that you're off, and you know you got you got your two three heat wins, and uh, I know the finals weren't what it was, but you know, that's, it's pretty great to hear. Um, Going into uh, ERX, you know, second time back at ERX this year, uh, you know, you were just coming off that injury. How do, how do you anticipate that you'll do, you think, at ERX, knowing that you got at least a little bit of momentum coming into this weekend? Uh, I think I'm going to do really well at ERX this, this time around just because I want to say I only had like four or five days on the sled going into ERX. So that's not a lot of time. And I, to be honest, I don't even – really care to practice that much but like being on the racetrack with them guys is like what makes a difference so for me to have four finals under my belt now and going into that i'm way more confident than what i was going into like my first week back there um and i i hope that the track's gonna be a, a little different this time around um it was really high paced and like uh, a little ice edgy and whatnot. And it got, got a little trench out. So I'm hoping they slow it down. Like kind of how this weekend you could see like everything was like more steeper and like our speeds weren't quite all there. Like they are like our, we're still going fast for what the track allows us, but it's not like we're not super high pace. Like I hope they don't build jumps that are like, send us like how the finish line was. It was like sending us like 450 foot up in the air <laughs> to, to, to no landing. Like that's like a, and I'm not bashing ISOC by any means, but that's like the classic that gets talked about every single rider's meeting. Like, Hey, can we build some landings on these jumps? Cause like, it's crazy how bad your body will feel on Sunday morning because of them big jumps with no landings. Like I walked away from Sioux Falls, like barely sore like you know my legs and quads were a little sore but like my body wasn't hurting and even i talked to emo um yesterday and today and he was like god i feel good like i don't feel even sore from this this weekend and it's literally because we're not at that like super high pace like 450 foot in the air to landing on no landing so i think once isaac start like understands that a little more that that's hurting us racers a little bit um Maybe it'll start getting better. I hope so. But 
until then, who knows? I mean, I'm still going to race the tracks how they are, no matter what, and I'm going to race and have fun. But, you know, the Sundays, the Sundays and Mondays after the, the racing is definitely a struggle when we're landing to ice and no landings. I'm sure a lot of like the racers that do race in the pro and pro life finals understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. It's such like a weird, it's such a weird thing to say, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard on the bodies when you, when you take a 400 pound sled to, or 450 pound sled from 400 feet in the air to flat ground. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah. Like that was, that was a big jump at ERX left inner slide. Oh, yeah. That was like, oh, yeah. it was, it was a big jump and it's not, yeah, it's, it's just hard on the bodies. Yep. So, uh, moving forward, obviously we know that you could win heat races. Like, what do you think you got to do mentally and physically to put it together in the main events? Oh, uh, just a good start. I, I want to say I started in like eighth or something, eighth or ninth, both days. And, uh, it, it was a mixture between me not getting a good jump and like other people. It, it's so, it's so situational because like if the person next to you gets a ski tip on you, they start cutting over on you immediately and you got to check up. So it's like, you got to get a good start. And then now that I've raced a, like a handful of finals with them faster guys now, and like, I feel what those pro-life finals feel like. I think my confidence is a lot more there. And I believe that I can push through a whole pro-life final, um, whether or not I can push through a whole pro-life final in first place with Jordan or Riley or take pressuring me the whole time. I'm ready to take that. And I'm ready to experience that feeling again. I think I, just being in the class for so long and like being a, like a veteran of the sport, I feel like I I'm mature enough that I can handle that right now, like right away. Um, especially with how much more comfortable I am than the first round back on the sled. So I don't know. I think I just, I just need a good start. And then I just, as soon as I get a good start, I'll know, you know, like if mm-hmm. I get a good start and I, and I fade back, like it is what it is. Or if I get a good start, and I hold myself right there. It'll kind of prove to people that a start is really important with how fast these guys are going between like Anson, Paig, Riley, Jordan, like everybody's riding really good this year. So uh, injury, injury wise, how do you, I guess, how do you feel then? How, how did you feel after ERX? How'd you feel after Sioux Falls? Like you said, you, you legs and quads a little bit. Do you feel that your conditioning is still pretty darn good? And then like, how's, how's the wrist, you know, does that affect you at all? Or are you kind of back to being close to hundred percent? Um, on fr- Friday's final, I kind of got into a racer and I like hyperextended my elbow a little bit. So when I woke up Saturday, I was like a little stressed out about that. And luckily we have that our medical team. So they checked me out and everything was good with that. They just taped me up, whatnot. And like my hand, my hands, no issues, uh, like pain wise, but I think I do have a little, I still don't have quite the greatest grip strength in it. I got to hang on to the handlebar a little different. Otherwise, like if I put a bunch of pressure, like right on where like your, you know, where your calluses build up when you ride dirt bikes or even lifting weights. Uh-huh. Um, if I put like a lot of pressure on that, it still has a little bit of pain. So I have to have my hand a little angled differently on the handlebar. Um, but overall, I don't think it's like affecting me to the point where it's like, it's going to make me ride in 10th place. You know, like I can still, I think I can still get on the podium. No problem. So relatively pain-free, pretty good condition. You know, you're only down 281 points. Safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're going to be full send this weekend. <laughs> oh. Hey, we're full send till the rest of the year's over. That's for sure. I need to get me a contract. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
I, I like that. I like that. Uh, I guess, uh, do you guys have uh, any more questions? I only have maybe like one more question. Um, I guess prediction wise, uh, Nick, um, and, and again, I know you don't want to be perceived as cocky, but how, how many more podiums do you think that you're going to be on with three races left this year and six finals left? Like, like what's your prediction for, for podiums or what's your expectation of yourself, I guess? Uh, I would say my expectation for the rest of the year is like, let's be in the top five every single final. And I'd like to get at least one podium every national. So year X, I'd like to get a podium. I don't care if it's Friday or Saturday. Uh, Michigan, Friday or Saturday, Iowa, Friday or Saturday. I don't care. I just want to be on the podium and I'll be happy. I'll even be happy with a bunch of top fives. Like if I finish fifth, fourth, every single final the rest of the year, I'm going to be happy because that's riding good with how stacked the class is and me missing half the year. Uh, but like my, my ultimate goal is to be on the podium. And if I can win a race, that would be just, that would be just unreal. But, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to be a podium guy the rest of the year. That's, that's the goal. All right, man. I love it. Um, so I got a couple questions that I got to ask you kind of something similar. Um, but, uh, how many things, uh, do you think that you can beat Riley Besser at? Yeah, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> I don't play any of them fairy sports like him, but, <laughs> but I know like any of the cool stuff, like if we're going to bust on a dirt bike, smoking him, snowmobiles, <laughs> Like we're, we battle pretty good on snowmobiles. So he's got that going from, that's a cool sport, you know, but like, <laughs> come on now, like mountain biking, road biking, like he could probably run better than me because of my knees, but I don't know. I feel like I'll smoke Matt pretty much, pretty much anything other than his like fairy sports, you know, like lacrosse and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I never played with balls when I was a kid. That's, that's <laughs> So, so based on that, then with, with, with that, so you, you think then probably Riley best would be at bowling. You know I mean? That, that's, that's all balls. No, so. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty not, uh, no, I'm not good at bowling, but I think I, I can curve the ball. <laughs> yeah. I can look for the cool bowling. <laughs> uh, so then, no, uh, but... you know, you know, we got to do then. I think, I think we got to set up some competitions, Jeffrey, then I think to make a fun rest of the year, like, Hey, what's mm-hmm. some things that we can do? And we got to start keeping tallies of a, uh, of a Riley versus Nick kind of thing. Like, you know, rock, paper, scissors, you know, who can pick up, you know, who can pick up chicks, you know what I mean? Like who, who can run across the freeway, not get hit. You know, kind of stuff like that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Walk through downtown Minneapolis with a, with a Rolex on. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. I've been here. No. Yeah. I've been here. <laughs> Uh, no, but, um, no, I, I think, uh, I think it, it would be funny for me and Riley to do like a, like a one v one competition on Fortnite because we're both pretty decent and like I, I could definitely Discord that to you guys. That'd be funny to watch. Ooh. Riley would get smoked, and you would see a tear shed in his eyes. I bet. <laughs> yeah, we want. There's been a, just I, the eyes right here. I promise you, there's been a couple of times where Riley's just shut off the the Xbox or the PlayStation. <laughs> He's what. He's went to bed. I put Ryan to sleep a couple of times. Yeah, he went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had nightmares um, too. So, so if I'm a betting man, right? We, we got three race weekends left. Uh, who 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 can I bet on to beat Jordan LaBelle? Do you think it's going to be, you know, Nicholas Lorenz, or do you think it's going to be, you know, Riley Bester? 
uh, <laughs> between me and him. I think it's it's if you look at the way Riley's season has been going, you gotta you would have to choose Riley over me. But I think I can still pull it out. Um, mm. So I think a wi- I'm a wild card, but I think Riley's. You, you can't deny that the kid's not rode really good this year. So like you'd have to go. You, you would have to statistically choose Riley over me. But I'm I'm still a good wild card. So I don't know. That one's a that one's an even one. You can't you can't call me out on something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I guess in that situation too. Then like like. You know, are, are you a big pullout guy or like, you know, like if situation calls for it, you can kind of just, you know, step up to the situation and win. Or are you not a big pullout guy where you're just like, hey, you know, it is what it is. I may not be good at it. No, heck no. I, I'll step up to the situation any day. Line me up. <laughs> uh, so this leads to my next question then. Uh, what's the, uh, again, uh, Mr. Lorenz, I'm not sure if you are you know, in relations or, you know, in any sort of entanglement whatsoever outside of the, uh, the circuit, but you're just curious of the uh, snow bunny situation, you know, around the uh, snow. <laughs> <season. laughs> oh God. No, I am in a relationship. So, uh, but th- there's talent around, but for me, not, not, not right now. Not right now. There's talent though. Why you Indian boys looking for some, some snow bunnies. Well, there is two of us. I mean, Tito. there's two of us for sure. Tito will be, on the prowl at ERX. Oh boy, you might get need to get a few drinks in you, and then you'll be able to really talk to them. Man, you're you're twisting my arm on that one, but okay. I mean, give him one of your Red Bull hats and let's see what he can pull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, "What did you beat up Lorenz for that hat?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is Lorenz right now. I, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I found funny. it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm an athlete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you awesome. a uh, blonde or brunette kind of guy? Oh, I'm blonde all the way. Come on. Okay, uh, brunette or redhead? Oh, I don't know. I feel like it depends. Like, there's some not so good looking redheads, but then there's some nice looking redheads. So. I would say it depends if you're trying to have a wild night, maybe a redhead. <laughs> Ooh, see, I like, I like this. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> the way that he thinks. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to ask you another similar question uh, for Riley, too. Um, let's say your mom's in the other room, right? <laughs> would you rather make sweet, sweet love to a homeless woman or smoke crack and hope you live? Oh my God. I heard Riley's Riley saying what he said. And that's like literally what I would think too. But like it depends. Like, I don't know. Like how nice is the homeless person looking? Like are they fresh homeless? Like did, did they get like caught cheating on their husband? And the husband like kicked them to the curb and they're still pretty decent or like, what are we talking? So let's say just a traditional homeless woman, right? She's 57 years old, has had four kids, you know, no teeth. Oh. Uh, she's a brunette. Right, she's wearing joggers and a uh, and a Riley Bester shirt. Right, <laughs> and if you make sweet Absolutely sweet love, she'll give then. you crack for free, or you gotta smoke the crack and then she watches. If she's wearing Riley Bester merch, then she's got terrible taste. So I'm doing the crack. For <laughs> 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 oh shit! <laughs> oh man. Okay, that that would have been a great way to. I have one more question, just the last one, and then uh, and then we can let you go. So, which 
pro light rider, would you not want to marry your daughter? Jordan LaBelle. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I feel like everybody's pretty decent in the class. I like, I don't know. That's a tough one, dude. Like, no, I think everybody's pretty good. I'll let Jordan marry my sister. He's got to have a lot. He's, he's got to have a lot of money by now. I mean, shoot, he could probably take care of any girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh what uh okay what okay what pro guy would you want to marry your your uh your daughter like oh, what I guy would, do, would you pick out i would choose the Har. that kid is one of the nicest people ever but he's got an awesome awesome girlfriend so but i would choose Har. he's he's an awesome guy okay well, I, was, I was gonna say like well, if you weren't gonna pick email i was gonna i was gonna provide a scenario to where then i would make you pick email so <laughs> <laughs> I would pick Emo every day of the week. Emo's an awesome guy. Emo's honestly probably Emo's one of my closest friends. I think I'll I'll be friends with Emo for the rest of my life. Like I'm, I I I'll, I'll imagine when we're like fifty years old, we'll be still talking. That's the way I see me and Emo. All right, man. Well, uh, dude, thank you so much for um, you know taking our phone call. You know, um, taking your time to talk with us. Um, you know, Riley Bester's getting me a sweatshirt. I don't know what, you know, Nick Lorenz can provide, but no, we th- thank you so much. For, um... I know I owe some jerseys, so I know I owe that. Oh but... my goodness. This might be, uh, you know what? Favorite pro light driver might be, might be changing. Might be changing. Might be changing. I don't know. I can. I can definitely bust out. I got some. I got some old Jonic jerseys that I can bust out for you three. But mm. I don't have. I don't have many new FXR stuff as of right now. And I do like to keep. I do like to keep a handful of them. I do give them out to like my close close friends. But uh, I can definitely let go go of some Jonic ones because I I was with them forever. So I have I have stacks of them. I mean, as long as they don't have FXR on them, I'm fine with that. <laughs> hey, you can't bash FXR right now. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, oh, Nick uh, Lorenz, man, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Dude. We love you, brother, and uh, we will see you this weekend. Hey, I'm going to hit you guys with it too. I love you guys too. <laughs> All right. We love you. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. All right. Later. Bye. What a good guy. Oh, uh, that was a good that was one. Good, dude, yeah, that was that 40 was minutes. Which that was him? 40 minutes? That was 40 minutes of just vibing. Oh, uh, you know? yeah. Vibing. How long, how long have you been on pipe? About uh, two hours now? Yeah, we got seven minutes. So mm. Seven less. minutes till two hours? Yeah. Oh, seven wow. minutes to finish this. Dino, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is going to be like live. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't drink it. Uh, yeah. uh, but um, you know, he mentioned uh, just to finish this podcast up. Um, you know, he mentioned uh, the flagers that got hit on Friday, um, during during uh, practice and everything, and and impulse show, impulse media crew. You know, we want to send out a big um, you know, get well, um, to the three flaggers that did get hit and i don't know if the rider got hurt or not but you know give everyone you know get well you know we don't wish that on anybody we you know we know the sport that we're in we know the what what can happen and unfortunately it did happen this past friday so um you know to the flaggers get well to the rider get well 
you know, and uh, Cole Katu, you know, his big accident, you know, you know, heal up, come back next year, stronger and faster. So, I mean, just wanted to throw a shout out out there for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, no, that was wild to hear when you guys got back, just kind of on how bad the weekend was with, excuse me, uh, with like your camera, with the Komodo and kind of that SD card. And then, you know, the flaggers on the first night, Cole the next night. And I mean, it was just one of those that, I don't know. It's, it's rough, man. It, it's, it's one thing when one happens on a weekend, but for that to happen, you know, one night, the next night, and then even within the, uh, within your, you know, media issues, it's, that's rough. It's, it's hard to enjoy weekends like that. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, you got to try to make, you know, some light of it with, you know, Elias or, you know, Jordan, Nick kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, not, not to take away from, from those, you know, people being hurt, but yeah. I mean, Jordan, um, I mean, that's rough. Yeah. Nick said it perfect. You know, we know the dangers of the sport as far as media people go. And even so as flagger people go too. So, um, like I said, it's not easy being out there. You know, you may think that we have, you know, we are living the dream, you know? So, um, you know, it's dangerous, anything that we do. And, you know, like I give everyone from the top of the sport, as far as like, um, employees go, or even like Frank and Carl and Haley and everybody that has to deal with that shit, you know, like I give them super props and everything and, you know, keep moving. ERX is next and, you know, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stoked. I'm ready for ERX. My sister is going to be there and, uh, you know, like her friend, uh, her boyfriend. And then I got a couple other buddies coming. Wait, I forgot to mention, uh, JQ is coming. JQ is coming? What? JQ will be there on Saturday. So that's going to be, uh, it's going to be a little rowdy. Uh, if you know what I mean. And, but Hey, I mean, gotta be professional about it. You know what I mean? Gotta, gotta show up, drink water, you know, drink your milk, um, you know, eat your beans, and that's what we're about here, professionals. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? You got to hold yourself to a higher standard. And oh, that reminds me too, on, on Sunday when I took that picture of us, like our team, like we were watching F1, mm-hmm. uh, Kleiman messaged me. He's like, he's like, what's up with that big ass dildo on your, uh, on your <laughs> And uh, I was like, it's not an ass dildo. It's not a butt plug. It's, a, it's an award. And he's like, oh, okay. And I sent him a picture of it. And he was like, God, you're sick. I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what to tell you, so. But. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> He's like, God, you're sick. <laughs> uh, I mean, you uh, are one sick individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's a uh, lot there, a lot to process. I mean, just I mean, how many how many I mean, wiener how many dicks do I have on the on the thing? Four. You have I mean, a lot. You got a lot going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got four. You got a lot going on on that TV stand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to watch a damn movie. I'm over here looking at some big ass dildo. Yeah. And a couple T- carved up wieners and balls. Yeah. T-Rex dicks and whatnot. Yep. <laughs> what did Ryan call them? Cock source Rexes? Yeah. 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 <laughs> a professional. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, well, should we oh. get into that little conversation? Or should we just huh? save that for mm-hmm. another time? Maybe next week. Maybe maybe next week because I mean we I mean we're gonna have to be a little more professional next week. Yeah, yeah. we could tease it a little bit, I guess. And well, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, our, our guests next week. Um, you know, we're gonna have to clean her up. Um, yeah. Well, maybe. I I guess the thing is too is like we again we thought we cleaned it up and we didn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, we have well, it's try it's that catch twenty two where we're trying to make people happy, but then we're also losing a little bit who we are and why people love listening to us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, with that being said, like we're we will be cleaning the podcast up just a little bit, <laughs> but we also don't want to lose who we are as podcasters and why yeah. people started listening to us, why people have the faith that they do in us. And even just, you know, we don't want to be where people are scared to not tell us shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, so um, some people may think that the way we talk and everything may be hindering us from maybe growing as far as like, having castle X involved or having vision wheel involved or having skidoo involved or anybody, you know, in that sense. And, you know, our goal is, you know, to become the number one podcast, you know, in our sports that we do, you know, snow cross off road. That's it. But But no, but also to grow and, you know, like, we have, we, you know, I'm willing to listen to everyone's concerns and, and, and try to do our best to, you know, get them to listen, to get them to share. Because like I said, this is a small world of snowcross and off-road and we need to be able to come together, grow the sport, share this sport, sports, and, you know, just continue to grow. Like I said, like, there's not many people that can get Elias on or even... Uh, Nick Lorenz to talk about certain stuff and everything and, and, and get their two cents, you know, and it's just like, it's amazing how far we've come from episode one to episode 39. I think we're on somewhere. Yeah. There. But yeah. you know what I mean? So it, it it's crazy. We're evolving, you know, shameless plug, check out our YouTube, you know, go subscribe to our YouTube. We're going to be putting out content, uh, maybe even putting out rush. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're leaning more towards like how to grow this sport and, and we're, we're trying our best, you know, we're not here to shame anybody. We're not here to um, make anyone uncomfortable or anything. We're just trying to get more eyes on the stuff that we love to do, the stuff that pays us and, you know, and to keep growing, you know? So um, again, if we have offended anyone, you know, we apologize um, like I said, this is just who we are as people. Um, you know, we're still learning. Um, we're still, we still want to know about Tito's sex life or not even sex life, <laughs> but love life. We should say <laughs> his love life and, 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 you know, and, and the crazy stories that he has and just the stuff that we have, you know, we want you guys to enjoy our lives as well. Like we're an open book. We will never not tell you anything. You know, this is just how we talk, you know, when we don't talk for a day, these are the stories that pop up. You know, this is how true we are to you guys. Like, so, and that's how we really talk to each other. So, you know, it's just unfortunate, you know, we have, you know, hundreds and thousands of listeners <laughs> listening to us. And instead of just three of us, when there is just three of us in, in a room talking. So, um, you know, so enjoy, enjoy what we have. You know, we're trying our best, you know, again, like we lost money this year you know, putting all of our efforts into this stuff. So, you know, we're just trying to have fun with it. We're trying to enjoy it. We're trying to, 
you know, get information to you guys. And, and like we said for next week, you know, we have a big guest coming on where we, we definitely have to clean up a little bit, <laughs> but um, for the most part, I think you guys will enjoy it. It's according to Tito, it's my great white Buffalo that I want on. So yeah, yeah. I was going to say so, white whale, but yeah, it's kind of the same thing. The, the great whale tail. And, and I do, and I do want to, and I do want to clarify. So Jeffrey did say hundreds and uh, like thousand like listeners, not hundreds of thousands. Listeners. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, Cause I was like, I was like, Oh shit, really? We're getting no, that. And then no. I was like, Oh wait a minute. He said hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah no, hundreds. You know, we, we, you know, like I said, let's just keep growing, you know, let's, like I said, let's support each other. Um, there was a Instagram post that stated everything that we are doing. And the only way we could grow our sport is support the people that are actually doing it. And like I said, if someone else wants to build up a podcast, I'm down to support them too, you know, or if they're down to make a documentary, I'm down to help them make it, you know? So like I said, we're all in this together. Let's fucking, let's keep growing, man. Let's, let's take over this world. Let's let the world see how cool these two sports are. Yeah. I mean, like you said, man, as, as long as, as long as these sports are here, man, we're going to have a job. So it's like, you know, whatever can help grow it, whether it's us, whether it's someone else that we can help contribute as long as they're around, you know, we're going to have a job and we're going to have that, you know, dream scenario of us being able to do this for a living. So, you know, we're, we're down for that too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. So yeah, take us out Tito. Alrighty boys. Well, uh, Darn good podcast. Uh, started out with a uh, camera tragedy and ended with a good, uh, good guest. So I'm excited for next week. Like I said, it's, it's a big guest, uh, possible guests. Uh, we're going to kind of clarify some things this weekend and um, look for, look for an Instagram poll on Sunday or Monday uh, for, for uh, impulse media. Um and then, and then you might get the gist of why or who our guest might be. And no, man, we're we're excited, and uh, we will see you guys next week. I'm Tito Levine, the CEO Show, and I'm with uh, you know Jeffrey and Lyle. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.